The Evening Brothers are proud to present Twinkie Talk. How, how good a feeling do you actually have about this? Because it doesn't Oh, seem... I have a great feeling. No, how do you usually, how do you usually start this? You say, uh, hey everybody, welcome to Twinkie Talk, uh, hosted by the Evening Brothers. It is the only podcast where three white guys talk about movies. Or you could just say, how do you usually start this? And then Lincoln will do it for you. Exactly, yeah. And then yeah, Lincoln will do it for Preston. you. But but I'm going to I'm gonna cut that out, so you better say something in its place, <laughs> it. or, or it'll just be dead silence until you start. <laughs> oh. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Twinkie Talk, hosted by the Evening Brothers. Um the oh, only podcast in existence NPR stank. where we watch uh, uh, punish each other with terrible movies and then entertain you with our uh, commentary. Uh, I am Brother Preston. That was so good. <laughs> I am Brother Lincoln. I am Brother John. And some of that was true, which is exciting. <laughs> which parts of it weren't true. Oh, the entertaining part? I don't know. I, it's, the, I was going to say it's bold to assume. Yeah. That's maybe the most challenging, challenging part of your statement. Before we get really started, I want to maybe talk about our uh, ending idea, or we're going to have some sort of like evaluation oh. at the oh, end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you had me do the intro without actually being ready to start. <laughs> Interesting. No, Lincoln's no, no, like, this is in Preston, it. Preston, you go on ahead and intro, Seriously, but then he's, he's I'm going so to cut you off immediately. Just, I mean, really, it's it's his fault. No, I want, this, more, I, want this, I want this in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, let me just curb stomp you real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I want this I want this in. I want people to know that we're we're adding this special cool thing. We're changing up the format a little bit. People need to know that. Do you want to tell the people about that or do you want to just Yeah. So, uh <laughs> we just we have realized that over the course of these first 7 episodes that there doesn't seem to be a really strong sense of closure. We basically just go, "Oh, that's everything we had to say about the movie." So, instead, we are going to at the end of every discussion or when the host feels like it's come to an end, we're going to ask um, what punishment does watching this movie feel equivalent to? So I want, so we're all going to be thinking about our elaborate metaphors for, for how it feels to watch this movie. I don't know about your guys' approach, but I am choosing to not think about it until it is <laughs> standing directly in front of me. Yeah, I'm just going to let it let it speak to me yep. once it happens. Cool, great. I'm glad we're all on the yeah, same this page. Isn't, we, already, we already have a homework thing, so this is just whatever happens, happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't want this to whatever, Yeah, we're not going to prepare outside for this. We already do enough work. That's too much work. <laughs> exactly. Preston, you made us watch a movie um before you tell us about that movie can i feel like it's important that you because you know we're going to ask you about so much of this movie can you give a little insight into what it is that you do on the reg that might pertain to this movie uh sure well that's it i feel like that's a, an okay segue into discussing the movie um so the, the movie this week was watching cliffhanger uh, starring sylvester stallone it's a 1993 action movie that is, uh, well, it's, it is a movie, um, features heavily with, uh, <laughs> the outdoors and rock climbing, which is something that I, I enjoy quite a bit. And yeah, it is, it is just heinously, heinously bad. <laughs> I would, I would, I would agree with the first heinously. I actually wouldn't add the second heinously. Can I give like a half? I think it- Can I say like heinously, <laughs> hey, bad. Heinously, <laughs> bad. A heinous and a half. Preston, I wanted a heinous and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Cliffhanger 2, a yeah, hangus so- and a half. 
Yeah, so I, I guess we'll get to the heinous in a half as, as we keep talking. Preston, I want to say, before we get into discussing like the actual plot of the movie... God, there's a lot I of preamble my... on this episode, huh? That's <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln. He, he told me to get yeah. right into it, so I did, and he just wants to drag it out. Hey, I have a again. joke. I have, I have a thing to say. I have a goof. Oh, you have a goof? Oh, okay. No, it's we'll only going to take goof. long... Well, I told one of my dad's friends that we were watching Cliffhanger and he said, oh, so you're switching to watching just good movies now? Excellent good movies. And I was like, I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. And once I watched it, I understand why one's dad's friend might really enjoy (laughs) this piece of (laughs) This does really seem like somebody's dad's friend's best movie in the world. Absolutely. Uh, So I'm done done with preamble. Honestly, I mean, I think with that summary, I think that's the end of the episode. Um, I think you've you've done a (laughs) And you know what's fun is the way Lincoln... The way Lincoln said that, um, the way Lincoln explained how this was going to go, you technically have that power. You can tell us when we're done. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you can. This could be our. This could be like the new format. That was eight minute episode. That was good. In and out. <laughs> Cliffhangers a movie. Anyway, bye. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> we're switching to awareness instead of information. Just, just know about. No, know that this movie. Don't know of this movie. No, just it exists. Sylvester Stallone is in it. Have a nice day. Oh, you bet he's in it. He certainly is. All of his insane <laughs> And muscles. so is Michael Rooker. Which he sure which is, is. is I call I my favorite thing. <laughs> I I think his yeah, legal name I had no his, idea. his Christian name is White Yondu. <laughs> White Yondu. I didn't know that was Michael Rooker at first, but then once he started yelling, like yelling in an angry lecture <laughs> format, I was like, Oh, I know this. <laughs> What you got something to prove, boy? I was it like, was, oh, I know, I know who this that is. That was it when he said, this is "Boy, Yondu. that's mm-hmm. what got me." Boy, get us in, Preston. Take us, take us through, take this, us through movie. this movie. Well, excellent. Well, so uh... hey, you know what? Before we get started, I wanted to talk to you guys <laughs> about um, I don't know, just the concept of a movie called Cliffhanger that has no cliffhangers, like not even a scene ends on a cliffhanger. It's just. Stuff happens yeah. and then it resolves and then more stuff happens and that resolves. I think it's in like the like middle English sense of the word as like one who hangs on cliffs, <laughs> not like a, a story. He yeah, is no, a cliffhanger. No shit, Lincoln. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> there is there 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 is a lot of like hanging off of cliffs in this movie. I don't know if you you picked up so on much. that. I think that's why it's called cliffhanger. There's a little bit. Oh, oh, yeah. thank you, Preston. Oh, I didn't understand. You're now so I welcome. get it. You know? I wish Lincoln had explained it that eloquently. Um, can we also just, just take one brief moment since we're just dragging this intro you know, out before as, we as get long started. as possible? <laughs> before we get started. Um, Preamble number four. Lincoln, will you hold up your glass for just a moment? Your dry you know, empty The podcasting glass. audience for, for cannot those of you see. who, who are, are listening, um, we, let's see, started recording... Uh, nine minutes and five seconds ago, and Lincoln's <laughs> drink is already empty. It's gone. This is going to be a, a good one. I guess I'm just going to have to go get another one sometime soon. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, so, cliffhanger um, opens with Mr. Sylvester Stallone uh, rock climbing up a cliff. Which you find out he is climbing up this cliff to save some people who got stuck at the top. There was some, some made-up... Uh, uh, bullcrap, shall we say, um, about a knee injury, and then they they bring in a helicopter, and everything just goes terribly, terribly wrong. Yeah. So I want to. The first thing I want to note is that it says the credits say based on a premise by John Long, 
which just what kind of legal battles have to be fought to like settle on based on a premise, like not based on the book, based not on based on the, the true story, not the screenplay. even inspired by events. It was just like based on a thing this guy said. Based on a premise. But, but like, that's the thing. Like, God damn it. He had is, his premise. There is an element of this movie that is based on a real life thing that actually happened, which is the, the funny thing, which was also yeah. your homework. Which we will get yes, to was. later. I want to drag okay. that out just a little bit. I love it. Yeah, and for, for I, I would hundred percent agree. This movie, you, I, I feel like they need to get a um, a sense of just how crazy it is, <laughs> and how yeah, off this movie's the rails pretty, is pretty crazy, and how ridiculous it is that this was loosely based on something that actually happened. <laughs> you know, like if so, for anybody who hasn't seen this movie, if you've seen Die Hard, oh put yeah, put that in the snow, <laughs> and you've seen this movie. Congratulations. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, the, the amount of diehard when the two agents come in and start like taking control of the situation, I was like, oh, 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 this is diehard. Oh, yeah. With Yondu and Sylvester I'm, Stallone. I'm so glad Absolutely. you picked up on yeah, that. You can, I have a note here that says discount <laughs> Hans Gruber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could tell he's evil because the bad guy in this movie, um, oh, what's, who, what actor plays him? Uh, John, hold on. John Lithgow. Lithgow. John Lithgow, I like him as an actor, but literally every, passing moment his accent gets more intense it does it's incredible he like is a different guy at the beginning of this movie yeah he's very like all business no pleasure at the beginning and at the end he's like you know spinning around in a chair stroking a cat <laughs> saying like i i was wondering when you'd find me like you can you can say it john lithgow is all pleasure at the end of this movie it's okay it's <laughs> <His> all pleasure <laughs> he starts all this he ends all pleasure which is how uh is also my my own viewing experience watching this <laughs> Thank you for that insight into your personal life, Lincoln. <laughs> okay, so so the helicopter is is rescuing, and they're doing like a pincher move, where like Rocky <laughs> is climbing up the stony walls, and um, he's gonna like meet up with these hostages. Preston, we're gonna ask you so many questions about like the logistics of how this kind of stuff actually works. Oh yeah, is that a viable no, strategy? Does do that, that strategy make any sense at all? Doesn't feel like you yeah. would. <laughs> No, because you're already bringing the helicopter. And then what would what would you do instead? You would just, you know, get lowered out of the helicopter. You wouldn't climb up and meet a helicopter. This is what I was thinking: is it makes more sense to just sort of drop out of the currently in the air. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, that that would never be the case. Yeah, I guess. I guess if you have a wire, you could just drop down and hook them up. Right. And then pull right back. Yeah, and then they they make a whole big thing about how the weather isn't right to land the helicopter or do a a long line, which is when you you use the winch. So they decide that the safer thing is to tie the helicopter to a cliff and then zip line people over. (laughs) Yeah. Which again, you would never do. (laughs) It's impervious to wind. Right. Yeah, you would would never attach a helicopter to the wall. Yeah, that seems really dangerous. Well, it becomes a danger later in the movie. Oh like, yeah, you see it certainly what does. Happens. That's a good point. Yeah, but that's um, that's the bad guy, though. right? Exactly. So <laughs> as long as you're a good boy, you can do whatever you want, and science doesn't care. One thing I noticed. So first of all, uh, great job finding a stunt double that literally can never face the camera because he looks so little, like <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, they nailed um, it. Not great. <laughs> One of the uh, the helicopter pilot, uh, Jess, says, I don't recognize the face, but the butt looks familiar. And I just assume that that's what they were like going off of when they hired the, the stunt I, double. Presumably, yeah. I mean, 
You're not looking at the stunt double's face, Lincoln. <laughs> like a dead ringer. A dead ringer walks in, and, he, and they're like, this is great. Turn around. And he, he does, and they're like, dang Turn it. around. Bend oh. over. <laughs> it was so close, man. I'm sorry. You're and, just not and juicy Sylvester's enough. Alone. <laughs> Sylvester's just standing there with his butt facing the... <laughs> just turns around. Was that it? Was he Was he it? No? Oh, sorry. He's the right Turn, guy. Okay, I'll stay here. Did he do it? <laughs> Once you see Stallone's face, he is such a dork. Mm-hmm. As much as they're trying to make him an action star, he's just a little... He's just like a little dork. He's just a little geek, he's a little nerd. such a good little boy, though. Like, he's <laughs> he just a good little he boy. He looks like he did so well in kindergarten. <laughs> he looks like he nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> he was so good at stacking chairs. Yeah. Like, yeah, that kid was the the height of youth group. <laughs> uh, so this rescue goes completely sideways. There's a a harness that fails. Somebody falls. It's a very tense Somebody. moment. Yeah, Preston, I I know a little bit about like the amount of safeguards that they have when you are like on high ropes courses and stuff. How many simultaneous things would have to fail at exactly the same moment for a, for what happened um. in it to happen? For someone to slip off their harness and then uh, slip off their like entire you know backup a thing lot of and them then fall. <laughs> which actually if if you watch the movie <laughs> they actually like they had to modify the buckle like cut it so it fails Would are you suggesting happen. sabotage because uh, that's an interesting subplot that I don't know ooh. that I picked up on but I'm down to explore it ooh. if you want I mean that someone that someone sabotaged that woman's buckle and also her carabiner and also exactly her yeah <laughs> preston i have another technical question for we're just going to try to get them all out of the way <laughs> oh, right excellent. now um how at what point does muscle mass stop being a help and start being a hindrance in terms of rock climbing because it seems to me <laughs> like sylvester stallone at his peak in this movie probably has i would say a good 70 pounds too much muscle to be doing what he's doing. <laughs> I mean, it's just a, you know, power to weight ratio. He weighs more, but he's got more power. Am I, am I, am I correct in saying that that would not the, be yeah, you, super the, helpful the majority, for him? Like at no, some that point? Is, yeah, most, most climbers are not that uh, bulky, shall we say. You don't have to be euphemistic. We, we're talking about a movie. Like, <laughs> we're not going to hurt his well, feelings. Yeah, but that's but like might. the right word to what, 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 what <laughs> word you. What word would you use, Lincoln? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just when you said bulky, shall we say, I thought you were like disguising a worse oh, no. word that you had in your head. <laughs> you know what? I can hurt his feelings. Hey, Sylvester, because I know you listen to this podcast. Expendables 4 was dog <laughs> shit, my dude. Bad movie. Oh, done this it. is true. You watched two <laughs> hey, hey. bad Sylvester Stallone movies in a row. Are you? I sure wow. did. You didn't have to say bad. I watched two Sylvester Stallone movies in a row. It's the same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Hey, Rocky One is is okay. Rocky One is perfectly fine, <laughs> and he's in the Creed movies, some of them, and those are pretty good. So he drops this yes. lady directly into a cavern, chasm, chasm, chasm. Sure, chasm. Okay. No, it's it's actually cavern. 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 He he drops her into his calves, and <laughs> and his calves are just endless. They're yeah, bottomless. So yeah. She she falls to her death. The bulky. And he shall blames we say. himself. He blames himself. Uh, he blames himself because because he dropped her, right? Which he straight did, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> he definitely. Did there's do. like a whole subplot where he like learns to forgive himself or to like feel like it's not his fault. It is though a little bit. They're really going along with the diehard strategy. This is a very like I shot a kid. <laughs> 
kind of like moment of like, yeah, I think you maybe should have some regrets about about your actions. I wish that his character in this movie had shot a kid. I wish that was the backstory. <laughs> Just not in a climbing accident, he shot a child. Um. So the next thing that happens is there's a a, a bit there of a time is. jump. Um, we see Gabe driving back into the national park to get his stuff and try to win back the girl. Is his name oh, Gabe? Yeah. yeah, 100%. His name is Gabe. That really yep. fits. That makes perfect sense. Really fits the like the youth group kindergarten. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Gabe, which is Sylvester Stallone's character. Uh, Are we just going to stay with Sylvester Stallone, Sly, Syl? God, not we're anymore. Now we're going for Gabe. Right, going for Gabe. Okay, perfect. I call him Sylvie sometimes. <laughs> Did you say so. Gabe is more insulting? <laughs> I mean, it is more Me? insulting. <laughs> it is. Gabe is more diminutive than Sylvester. Well, you could you could call him Gabe Stallone if you want to. All right, Gabe Stallone's driving back in, and there's there's a whole scene with his girl who's still really mad at him, and mad that he left and abandoned her. And then there's a distress call for. Oh wait, hang on. Hang on, we gotta, yeah, we gotta back second. up and sorry, talk about sorry, the sorry. Noco ski bus. Uh, so, there's a plane hijacking. <laughs> yes, in yeah. this movie, this is the most balls to the wall B plot of any movie. <laughs> there is a Dark Knight Rises in this movie. Yes, <laughs> yes, they pull a, yep. they pull a bane. While this was happening, so these two, yeah, they're like intercut. So you've got like Stallone returning, and then you've got this setup of like the money is leaving, and. They're like such vastly different universes and genres of movie. I was just, I was like filled with excitement. Just like, how are they going to get these to like smash into each other? Like, how are these if worlds going to meet? This movie is uh, creative, shall we say. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really like the element of like slowly setting up a like action thriller in your like, you know, outdoor drama about someone who's dealing with loss and guilt like it's so it's so fun to see like this much more exciting thing like building up in the background oh yeah no that sounds great in concept the problem is it just never becomes anything no the execution is no it really doesn't um so we meet some some fbi agents and some treasury agents who talk about how there's never been a, a hijacking of a plane and how great it is um, <laughs> ever explains yeah, never happened <laughs> never will and it never could isn't that great but in the context of like oh you know armored trucks get hijacked and stuff like that but they've never had an issue with the plane uh, so they're putting all these these bills on a plane the plane takes off which i actually hold on i refuse to accept that a plane had never been hijacked in 1983 ever no db cooper hijacked the plane yeah okay good there's been some that happened right. in the 60s so they don't know no they don't know what they're talking about also if they're trying to like do a money transaction to another country, why don't they just like wire transfer it? Why does it involve like printing out physical currency and then like physically moving it to to With another place? You can't drop a wire trans you can't drop a wire transfer out of a plane, Lincoln. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone out in the mountains on the hunt for like missing radio <laughs> signals. <laughs> yeah. It would be pretty good. <laughs> No, it's, he doesn't even, like, no one told him to do that. He's just looking for the money, and they're like, no, it's a wire transfer. And he's like, I'm looking for the wire. Where is it? I'm looking for Where the, is it? Where's the wire? I'll, I'll cut it in half and put one half in my backpack so it fills up. <laughs> so so there's this hijacking scene. Wait, we're moving so fast. I have, I have so many things I want to talk about that are happening before, during, like, the Sylvester at home and the, like, all those kind of things. Uh, Lincoln, you can talk about it any time. Like oh, at this point, these you. stories are so <laughs> separate 
I actually <laughs> I like that we're creating the same feeling that the movie does. Lincoln, you just say whatever you were thinking, and then Preston, you say whatever you were thinking, and then it's a total whiplash right. we'll, that we'll, we'll never recover from. We'll figure it out as from. we go. <laughs> I like that that we're punishing our listeners just as much. Yeah, it's become a more a more aggressive podcast, <laughs> antagonistic uh, feeling. No, I want to talk about Sylvester Stallone's acting, which do is you just? Yes, I do because he is acting so much. He's <laughs> like doing a lot of it, on <laughs> and he's like, you can hear his inner monologue, like, "I'm gonna make a sad face because I think my character would be sad right now." <laughs> And you're like, you go, Silver Sylvester. You make a sad face. Oh, yeah. Like he's just doing so much acting. And he delivers a sad line, and you can also internal monologue. You hear him go, "Hell yeah, you did it. You nailed it. <laughs> Hell yeah, that was so sad. <laughs> Good job, Sylvester. That was perfect, Sylvester." <laughs> and it really it ties in because I had a note that said Sylvester is, tr- is trying his best like a fifth grader in a school program. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying so hard and he's acting so much. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He is. It's it's rough to watch, honestly. Like there this made me question whether or not I like Sylvester Stallone on any level. Cause I remember thinking Rocky's pretty good. And then I watched this and I went, uh-huh. that can't have been right. <laughs> like Sylvester, also, it's so funny in every Sylvester Stallone movie, watching women just like fawn and swoon over this like kind of like messed up face that he has. Oh, it's where awesome. his jaws like off from the rest of his face by a little bit yeah it's just like the hottest women being like oh the toxic avenger you're the only one i've ever wanted <laughs> oh man you look you look like you were carved out of stone by a very clumsy sculptor <laughs> by, a, by a blind person <laughs> it's wonderful i don't know i guess while we're on sylvester stallone and i hate to bring it back to expendables 4 but i'm gonna do it because i don't hate it at all that was a lie um has he gotten worse am i crazy like yes he's gotten he's gotten worse. markedly worse at acting right he definitely yeah. didn't get better. Okay. He stopped, he stopped giving himself those little <laughs> affirmations. He lost his nerve. He can, He's not going, or did oh, he, yeah, Sylvester. Did he give himself too many? Did he say, like, oh, too you're many. too good oh. at this. You got to take it back a notch. <laughs> you you're so much. good that the Academy Awards don't even recognize you anymore. You got you to gotta bring it back to their level. Did, did they ever? <laughs> you know what? No? No. Okay. <laughs> no. I'm just, just double checking. I hope not. Anyways, so back to this plane hijacking. Um... <laughs> So yes, perfect in perfect synchronicity with the movie. The Dark Knight Rises, the opening of that. Just like picture in your mind how cool that scene is and how much tension there is and how just well shot and executed and choreographed it is. And then just throw all of that out the window. And and that doesn't even come close to how bad this scene is. It's so rough. It is terrible. Well, do you think it would be Lincoln I can see I can see in your eyes I can see you want to defend this moment and I'm just warning you I don't know if you should oh I think we want him to I I guess I could say it's kind of fun I like it I I think it is the most exciting scene in the movie but that's really I don't think it's couldn't disagree more (laughs) potentially the least exciting scene in this whole movie (laughs) I really I didn't mind it I really thought it was I thought it was cool I think it's quite bad. And then there's my favorite line in the movie, which is this man's been hurt. What should we do? Get him to a hospital fast. And then just push him out of out the plane. <laughs> out the plane. It's very good. It set the tone for the movie for me. I do love how um, every like problem in this movie basically comes down to like catastrophic cascades of mechanical failures <laughs> that happen simultaneously. <laughs> so like just, just as the buckle and the carabiner and 
every single strap failed at the same time. In this movie, the flaps, the hydraulics, <laughs> the like autopilot, the the actual pilots, everything, <laughs> the actual pilots, everything fails. The at random exactly FBI the agent who just happens to be alive to and goes out in a blaze of glory. I mean, that actually is a cool way to go. I'm not going to lie. If I had the opportunity. It is a cool way to go. And then when the plane crashes and the most accurate movie representation I've ever seen of Coloradoans is base jumping. <laughs> the the dudiest, the dude okay. broest dude bros you've ever seen in your entire life. I, I made yeah. I made a note about them. I wrote, um, why are there Ninja Turtles in this Die Hard sequel? <laughs> <laughs> Which... I just refer to them as the Noco boys. <laughs> Which, so, by the way, in, in case you were follow, trying to figure out the uh, plot of this movie, um, we meet dude bros after the plane has crashed, um, and we jump back to Gabe driving back into the national park. Well, it's it's just before the plane has crashed because they base jump. They're already in the park once the plane crashes. No. Because we, we meet them for the first time when they're driving behind Gabe, and like they meet up with him, and they're talking... And they say, yeah, but the plane hasn't crashed yet. Does it matter? It doesn't matter, but they don't go base jumping until later. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Fine. (laughs) That was gold. (laughs) I I like how normally Lincoln says something and Preston and I are like, well, I don't know if that's true. And this time Preston was like, no, 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 no. That is a hundred percent false. So Gabe decides that, or is convinced to join this uh, rescue attempt with uh, Hal. Is that the old one who paints? No, that's or the other Frank. one. Frank. Uh, Michael Rooker is Hal, and Hal's okay. uh, girlfriend was the one that Sylvester dropped. And there's some some bitterness yeah. there. I don't. Uh, we get a great scene. I don't know. Was this was this like 80s, 90s? This was 90s. Was this 90s? 90s. Uh, like, do I? Do I not understand the 90s or was there a little bit of a hint toward like maybe she wasn't super committed to Hal? Yeah, I think I think maybe she kind of definitely liked uh, Gabe more. <laughs> Seems like she did. Because she confirms a date with him right before she goes. She goes, we're still on for Friday. And he goes, yes. Yeah. And then she gives him a little smooch. And then he goes, did you see that, uh-huh. Hal? And then they're like, ha, 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 ha. But really, like, I, yeah, I don't no actually I don't know how how different it was in the 90s. But like, I thought I'm pretty sure it was kind of similar rules as today, where it's like if you're dating someone and then you kiss someone else on the lips, <laughs> it's probably because you don't really feel strongly <laughs> about the person that you're dating. It feels like that we can't have gotten that far in. It, yeah, I can't have changed that much. So right? many years. Yeah. So there's there's a pretty intense moment where uh, Hal almost throws Gabe off a, off a cliff. Oh, that's right. And somehow they decide, ah, yeah, he does. We're, we're just going to cooperate and keep going now and go go save some people. Of course, this distress call is a fake distress call from, from the thieves in the crashed plane. And then we get to see potentially the worst kidnapping ever. <laughs> like, they just, yeah. just sort of like... Well, if, it, is it really a kidnapping or is it really a, or is it more of a just like, do this? And then the, the rescuers are like... Um, right. Well, that's okay. why yeah, it's they're the like, ah, fair enough. Because they just sort of show up and, and there's no like, I don't know. It feels like there's not a lot of confusion. Right. About, like, and like, oh, why is there money here? It's just sort of, oh, well, all right. I guess we'll just wander around the woods with you guys. And It feels like if you get a distress call, it's like a, I would say 40, 60 shot that there's just going to be people with guns that are like, we lost all our gold or whatever. <laughs> I mean, like, they react like, oh, cool, yeah, this happens. 
I understand. Sweet. Okay. Yeah, Tuesdays. Sweet. I feel like this would have been served quite significantly by having a third person go along with them, like a new character that they then shoot to death. Just to establish, like, hey, these are for sure bad people. I don't know. Like, I would have... I would have appreciated, like, because for, for Sylvester and Hal, Gabe, there it is, and Gabe Hal. Gabe Stallone. <laughs> um, like, you see these people and they're like, yo, you got guns. I would not, no part of me would be like, they'll shoot me. I would instantly assume what's happening here. They're probably not going to shoot me. That's why you need a third guy. Get him shot. Then there's stakes. Mm. Yeah, Indeed. I agree. That should have been when the girlfriend died. <laughs> <laughs> She, he should have been his, his new girlfriend. <laughs> his, his, his new girlfriend. Well, at least at least my new girlfriend's a trained uh, rescue operations manager, so she's not going to fall off the way that my other girlfriend and did. And then Sylvester, like, trips her, and she falls into a bullet. <laughs> falls into a bullet. The bullet's completely stationary, and she falls into Yeah, it's, it. like, sitting on a rock. <laughs> and then a... And then a blood squid explodes just like they do, they do so <laughs> of often course. in this movie. This is a movie that I feel I feel like they only remembered every once in a while that it was rated 100%. R. It's rated R? Cuz they're going for like yep. Oh yeah. They're going for like PG PG family friendly fun, you know. And then every once in a while uh, mildly intense situations and then mildly someone's like fuck you and then shoot him in the head and then their head explodes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I totally agree. Like I noticed that there were definitely scenes where I was like, Oh, this is fun. Just going along. And somebody would be like, you motherfucker, fuck you. And I was like, Oh, that's right. They can do that. (laughs) And then the rest of the movie goes back to like, you know, intense depictions of perilous situations. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just like some conflict between buddies. And then we're going to throw a guy through a stalactite and then just (laughs) hanging out. So there's a scene where they make, they're like, trying to find the first case of money that they that fell right, out of the plane the, the, the next thing that and happens. Um, they send sylvester the next thing that happens yeah they send wow. sylvester stallone up the mountain and they tie a rope to his ankle right and and i was so confused because it seemed like yondu looked at gabe and was like hey get get away and then he just ties like a good knot couldn't he <laughs> have just tied like a knot that will be very easily untied yeah you would think so. But then if he did if he did that, how would we have the first of three times that Yondu says, hey, they're going to shoot you probably, don't do that thing, and then gets hit in the head? Lincoln, then we wouldn't have the tension of Gabe trying to cut the rope that's tied to his ankle. Oh, so here's another, here's another mechanical failure. He decides to cut the rope by smashing it with a boot. Uh, Is it a boot that he uses? I thought he had a no, little no, no. tool. So, so those are crampons, which are the... Sp- the, yeah, they're the spikes that go on the bottom of your boot. onto your boots to like walk on like snow and ice and stuff like that. John, say it out loud right now. Say the word. What? Say the word out loud. You giggle. Which word? Say Which it. word? Crampon. 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 No, I was, <laughs> that is funny. Uh, no, I was giggling just that it was like, I don't know. I appreciate Preston that you made me watch this movie specifically because there were so many things that I was like, did he just pull that out of like his his utility belt why did he have that and you know i love that yeah and see the funny is is crampons are like they're pretty sharp and the funny thing is when he was hitting them with them so you have your your, if these are your spikes like sticking out you put them spikes together so none of the spikes are sticking out so he was basically just smacking the rope with a piece of metal like he wasn't 
actually using the Wait, spikes. Wait, why, why are the why are the spikes well, together? So for storage, so you don't poke yourself on the spikes. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. So you right, don't exactly. accidentally cut yourself yeah. while you're climbing. Yeah. So he was yeah. just sort of smacking them wow. with some metal, and that rope just happened to cut over the edge, just in time. <laughs> so it's another another example of just egregious oh, yeah, mechanical absolutely. failure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's there's some shooting. Which Sylvester, for some reason, there's like one shot of him like up against the wall, and then another shot of him just looking straight down, which seems probably <laughs> right. counterproductive. He's like, they wouldn't right. shoot me again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder who. I can't dodge if I can't see him. Um, <laughs> triggers an avalanche that I don't think actually really does anything. No. Yeah, the avalanche just sort yeah. of happens, and then everybody's fine, and it's well, all right. I guess we'll keep going. They really tease us quite a bit with the concept of an avalanche, but you realize quite quickly that they didn't have the budget or really the concept of what they would actually do with an avalanche. (laughs) Well, you know what they did in during like the uh, location scouting? Someone got a really cool shot of an avalanche and they were like, we just we got to put this somewhere. And that they never shot coverage for, like, the people at the bottom or the people at the top. No, they were just like, hey, can, can one of you guys just shout avalanche? One of you vague goons. Oh, well, it is significant because one of the the first case gets destroyed in this first avalanche. Yeah, I guess that's true. Oh, I guess this so. Game, this movie feels so much to me like a video game of, <laughs> okay, go find the first case. Okay, destroy it. Okay, go find the second case. Now go find the second case. Climb up this mountain. Watch out for the quick time. I literally events. have that written. <laughs> yeah, it's like the the snow's falling, and it's like press X in three, two, <laughs> press X. Right. And then, then of course, the next scene with the like dramatic backlit shots of all these people <laughs> yeah. like chasing him down. I will say this: there's some pretty great '90s mountain landscape shots that really saved this movie. For well, I don't know if they saved the movie, but they're a bright spot. But it's a nice little. Movie. Nice it's little a, flavor. An oasis, it's yes. An oasis. There's some very pretty rocks in this movie. I don't disagree with some that. Some of it, it is kind of frustrating to watch this movie, and it's like, you know, definitely cinematography was not the focus of any of the people making it. But just by virtue of, like, film as a, where film was as a craft and the fact that they shot it on film, it just, like, looks great the whole time. Oh, yeah, it looks spectacular. Can we remake Cliffhanger? Uh, Yeah, I mean, they're they're theoretically yeah, making a, a sequel <laughs> so you can just get in on that <laughs> sequel With sylvester still apparently yeah please tell me sylvester's back oh yeah yeah I, I was sequel. just it's looking been, at the, it's been 30 years uh, the, the the wikipedia pulled another up plane here. has crashed um, <laughs> and this time there's six cases full of money apparently <laughs> they started developing a sequel in 1994 which involved which, which is the correct <laughs> time to develop which involved out. gabe uh Fighting terrorist who took control of the Hoover Dam. Excuse me? Yes. Um, Man, that sounds great because you'd get a fight on the Hoover Dam. That'd be a good movie. Yeah. Everybody's like repelling down and like you get some good like swinging around like trading blows. Oh, yes. That's way cool. Yeah, get the the scene from that one G.I. Joe movie where they're all on the side of a wall. <laughs> oh, yeah, that yes. one. Is that a core yes, memory for one. you guys too or is that just me? <laughs> Oh, well, my core memory is the, like, awesome mountain dojo in that movie. Also quite with the, good. like, indoor waterfall. Anyways, it never really went anywhere. What I would hope for, if if they did make a sequel, I would hope that the beginning scene of that movie is, like, a shot-for-shot shot 
recreation of the opening scene from the first one, except this time it's Jess and she falls. <laughs> and then we like start the cycle anew. Can I, can I, can I, every, every 30 years, Sylvester Stallone has to drop a woman down a gorge. <laughs> that or he loses, uh, he loses his ability to act <laughs> that he traded his yeah. soul for. Yeah. He's like, guys, it's getting tough. We gotta, we gotta drop a lady. I'm so sorry. Yikes. I have to drop a lady or we're not going to get to Expendable 7. <laughs> People are going to start to realize I'm not good at this. People are going to just just begin to think that maybe I'm not an amazing actor. <laughs> I do. I actually really do like this idea that Sylvester Stallone is some sort of eldritch god Pennywise type creature <laughs> that has to sacrifice woman woman every 30 years. <laughs> To keep his to keep his remarkable ethereal <laughs> otherworldly acting to keep skills. His, his incredible acting skills and that sweet bicep vein that doesn't seem to go away. <laughs> oh. There's also some really good uh, playground insults uh, on this ledge, um, including oh, very much uh, so. Discount Hans Gruber saying "fetch," and then I think this dog <laughs> needs a leash, and then it's like. They just go off with with dog puns like that for way too long. They're like, really really horny for the dog puns. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a reason they're called one liners. Okay, writing that down as an episode title. <laughs> only one of them, and they do it about yeah. seven with times. Hanger colon horny for the dog. <laughs> okay, we're good. What did you just say? We can continue. Hang on. Did you say that's is that our title? Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually am fine with that. Um, and then they figure out that, or I think they split up or something. Like half of them decide to go and chase after Gabe, and then the other half just sort of oh, the, the other half goes for the yeah for the second case. Preston, I'll level with you. I don't have the faintest <laughs> idea what well, happens. In fully this checked out until the end of the movie. Yeah. Why? Why do you think I'm, I'm struggling to keep a, the wheels on this bus, Lincoln? <laughs> Let alone the fact that you keep I, I dragging it was, off. <laughs> I think there was a lot of juice in in our Sylvester Stallone being some sort of creature, but you didn't choose to go with that. You wanted to get back to the movie. <laughs> Get back, get back to to Stallone's The Cliffhanger based on a concept <laughs> by John, based on a premise by John. Based Long. on a, just a vague notion. <laughs> I'm so uh, I'm so excited to get to that point where we talk about that. It should have just said John Long had an idea. <laughs> there, was, there was once a concept. Anyways, we get a great scene of uh, some human sledding. Oh, actually, oh, I do yes. have so many things to say <laughs> about this. Stallone stuffs yeah. this dude's face into the snow, and then the dude, like, rolls his face over, and it's all, like, scratched up and bloodied. From this from this fresh powder that just now, literally eight seconds ago, did not cause Sylvester any harm right. he was face down <laughs> yes, in it? Yes, Lincoln, that, that fresh <laughs> snow, yes. I, <laughs> oh, okay, good. I have a theory on why that might oh, be. Tell. Okay, go ahead. And it's just the amount of steroids that Sylvester Stallone is on. He's <laughs> developed some sort of chitinous sort of armor around all of his body. <laughs> just, just a keratinized uh, husk. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's why he can't he can't move his his mouth so far. Right, because he'll start if to he crack. If he moved it further, it would like crack it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, they got him on the the side of the jaw that's like adjusted over, so his jaw wasn't even touching the snow. 
<laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 literally he's got oh, yeah. ten millimeters of clearance right there. Clearance. I do. I feel like this scene is the first like example of this from a slightly slightly tweaked perspective with a little bit of different music and maybe just some different lighting. This is a slasher movie where Sylvester Stallone is just going around murdering people, right? Like, the kills are so creative in Especially this. with the sound effects when he pulls his ice axe out, the shwink, and then the... <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. I thought you were going to say, like, a like a dark comedy, but I could definitely see how we're like, this can easily be taken in so many directions. <laughs> yeah. This is that there are so many branching off points for a better movie, but none of them happen. <laughs> they take none of them. But what we do see is we cut back to the Noko boys in their tent. And one of them goes, dude, next time you're watching MTV, take a second and flip it to the weather channel. That's right. That's right. We do get another, we do get a third scene. Which I just love. That, they have the exact same energy as those two, as the hockey players from Letterkenny. <laughs> It is sad though. Like this movie is kind of a tragedy because of some of the things that happen to that couple later on. Oh, there's so well, it's literally what happens exactly next. Is it? My note says, I am watching for the Noko boys. And then the next thing says, Oh no, not my Noko boys. <laughs> it's very sad. It's a sad day for the Noko boys. This they have such a beautiful budding relationship and it just it gets squandered. Yeah, their their beautiful love for each other is is cut tragically short. It's sad. It's a sad movie. This total movie. bummer for the dude bros. That is the exact total quote bummer that I have for the Steve Um However, <laughs> I do believe you have skipped over the the my favorite line in the movie, um, which is where ah oh, uh, I'm so Sylvester sorry. <laughs> has been reunited with his long lost love. Uh, They're hanging out in a cave, uh, burning the money in order to stay warm. Which was a kick ass transition, by oh, the way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, um, and Sylvester <laughs> says, uh, man, sure costs a fortune to heat this place, <laughs> which entertained me to no <laughs> that, end. You know what? That's a good line. I didn't catch that's that. A that's a good line. Good. <laughs> that's, that's real funny, actually. Good job, Gabe. Yeah, <laughs> solid work, Gabe. That was clever. Was that the true story part? <laughs> no. <laughs> Somebody had a pun. Although, <laughs> maybe the most accurate portion of of mountain rescue <laughs> it, from was a this, from a like is what, this just you know burning money and waiting around housing crisis sort of perspective but we don't have sure. to get into that <laughs> ah. <laughs> from a housing mountain rescue from a housing crisis is that a new book that you're working <laughs> on Kristen? was this before or after the and now i'm about to show how little i've done anything in the woods or mountains or anything like that was this before or after the weird castle that he finds her at this is after because they this meet is... in the castle. Okay. Yeah, they get some equipment yeah. once, once they're in the castle. Do, what? What's? What's? What is the cat? What's up with the castle? So in in this is a particular like an Alps, like Italian, like the a European kind of thing, where they built all these huts and like uh, refuges in the mountains. In Colorado? Not so much in Colorado. Yes, in the well, Colorado they have in Colorado, but they're more like they're they're more yurts. Didn't look like a yurt. It looked like a castle. Right. That's more of a European thing where they're these like they have these stone huts built in the mountains. We know that they're European thing, but like, but like, why is it in America then? Because <laughs> uh, it's loosely based on a vague premise. Wait, Lincoln. are you saying that not all of this was the premise? You're saying some of this movie wasn't exactly directly adapted from the premise I that know. John, whatever his name John was, Long. John Long. Sure. You know, John Long. Say what you will. I love the man's premises. 
The man's got at least one premise for sure. <laughs> the man's got a premise. And you know what? It was a pretty good idea for a movie. <laughs> was it executed well? Um, no. It was really entertaining because John Long is actually like a pretty like storied climber and like very famous and like... Yeah, I looked him up a little bit. He's like a like a well-renowned yeah. author. Yeah, he was like one of the first people Didn't to... Didn't know that at all. Like, um, like really care about and like talk about like the history of climbing and particularly in the United States. And also the history of that one time that he shot like eight guys <laughs> in the mountains, I assume. Uh, presumably. Well, if that's your <laughs> the guess, one time then that that's he destroyed guess, 50 million dollars. I mean, it's not my official guess. Okay, okay. Oh, my I'm so oh, excited. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we got to get through the rest of this movie first. <laughs> so, they're in the they're in the cave and then they have to climb back out. And it, this is another Preston technical <laughs> check-in. From from like looking at the cave and the like climbing situation it it doesn't look that hard does it look that doesn't seem very hard would uh, it be i mean probably not if it's like tight like that exactly you yeah push you can just like stem, both sides right that's like how you do opposing it. Yeah. pressures to what is uh, he's climb your thank you so much uh, for defining the there. crack um so you've got your like hang on, on nope, one side actually, butt on the other hold on stop Stop the podcast. Feet on one side, butt on the Stop. other. Climb up the crack. Right. You heard the man. Stop oh, yeah. the podcast. Cliffhanger. Climb up the yep. crack. Welcome to climbing. There's a lot of innuendo. Okay, writing that one There's down. There's a lot of Lincoln, innuendo. write that shit down. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Climb up the crack. Parentheses. Um, what was the quote? Something about down? being horny for dog puns. I don't recognize the face, but the butt looks familiar. <laughs> I think that should be the title. That's uh, it's it's a long it's good. a long title, but it's good. <laughs> Either that or cliffhanger. Okay, we're good. Justin or J- J- John Long's cool true story that we all believe. <laughs> John John uh, Long's we cool can't, true. We can't friend. do John Long like that. <laughs> no, no, he's cool. Yeah, we'll do him real short. So what happens? Well, uh, yeah, so they're, they're, I don't exactly know when this happens, because Lincoln, I don't think, I think they just, like, walk out of the cave, and then they have to climb up the crack later, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, I don't, um, I kind of checked out, maybe, <laughs> during this part, and then checked back in once they were climbing up the crack. Um, I mean, I think we, we see the, the dude bros, where one of them <laughs> gets shot, the world. and it's real sad, potentially uh, the saddest part of the movie. A couple of times, too. Um, Definitely the saddest part of the movie. Hold on, for Honestly, sure. Honestly, yeah, it's it's more sad than the opening. Because they don't, they seem like comedic relief characters. Like it's so, it's like shocking in the way that death is shocking in real life, yeah. where like it feels undeserved. Yeah, they should be like the characters that somehow skate through this whole thing and like don't even notice that it's right. happening. And you're like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah, funny. exactly. But no. And then one of them gets. But shot. one of them gets shot to death, and the other one gets hung on the yeah. tree. I think he lives though. Did he live? Well, they show him. They show him getting picked up right. by the helicopter. But I don't know. Do we ever? That's see our cliffhanger. Him oh, that's a good that's point. That's it. We found it. We found the cliffhanger. We There's found the wolves. it. Did the dude bro make it? And then he just yeah, that's true. He just sort of disappears, doesn't he? He gets cut down and put on the heli. No, he's still on the helicopter. He dies then. Oh, that's really sad. Did he beef it? I have no idea. What a horrible way to go. Well, here's the thing. It's kind of a cliffhanger because they don't show us that he dies. <laughs> we found it. So, Oh, that's true. Well, that's why they're making a sequel. We got to find out what happened to that guy. <laughs> when they're climbing out of the cave, we also get uh, Batman Begins with some bats. Oh, yes, for we sure. Do. Which also one of the most realistic or unrealistic parts of this movie when Sylvester sticks his hands in uh, bat poo. Uh, that is not at all what bat shit is at all. 
<laughs> Can you it's, it's please like enlighten us? What does, what does it actually look like? Um, that sort of like <laughs> they just, it, coagulates in into this like universe, a solid it's a like uniform chunk. It's not this like liquid. Interesting. And besides, it's winter. Like a like, human that doogie. Been frozen. <laughs> like a boy doogie. Yeah. Oh yeah, it also yeah. would have been frozen. That's true. Also, they act like those bats are like each individually right. gonna like try to kill them, but like Okay. Don't bats just like fly around you? Well, like are they, they actually trying this is to a question. Like This is a question I had. That's the thing you have to watch. Because out I've for. seen bats so many times. I've seen bats in movies attack like fly past people so many times, and I've always thought every single time I would not be worried. Like it would it it might be kind of spooky at first, but like it's just some little rats. Like it's gonna be okay. And everybody freaks out like it's the worst thing they've ever seen. I think I think I would I would definitely feel like you know the sensation of things flying in your face sure. over and over again would be like pretty. I'm not saying I'm not saying it'd be great. I'm just saying I wouldn't be like freaking out. Yeah, I agree though. I wouldn't be like screaming my lungs out the whole time. I would mostly just be trying to cover my face and sit still. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think that's enough. Or, or bond with them about bad shit. Or bond with them. It's not become, become one with them. Yeah, I want I want to become a Morbius man who can do a cool Kamehameha with the bats. <laughs> I appreciate that a consistent theme with this podcast is Morbius. <laughs> Colon. Like I don't I don't Kamea, know that we've had an episode Kamea where we don't bring Morbius into this. Bats. We got to bring Morbius into it. It's part of our contract. Oh, it is. Oh, <laughs> with Jared Leto, the contract we signed in blood with Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah, it's he, our what's deal. weird is he didn't ask us to do that. <laughs> <laughs> he was very into it once he found out but he, he did not request it Jared Little, of course he was <laughs> there's also a great scene we told him it might be for a role um or a great moment <laughs> when Sylvester's climbing out of the crack where he's like gotta poke his head through the snow and generic henchman number seven and he just whips his head around at supersonic speed <laughs> or generic henchman number seven and also don't you dare call don't you dare call the most fun part of the whole movie generic. Yeah. You know, that's fair. That's actually is, fair. Yeah, fair. I was actually, I was wrong about the plane. This is the most fun part of the movie. Thank right you. This was my most fun part of the movie. This is the part where he gets stabbed right up into a stalactite. It was amazing. <laughs> this is when, this is when the guy, the henchman comes down and he like beats the shit Rocky out of three. Stallone and he's shouting <laughs> wrong answer over and over again. And it's, and it's this like this extra and he just like appears with this like a you know incredible amount of charisma out of nowhere and you're like why wasn't this actor the main focus of this whole movie like he could have carried the whole movie as the antagonist absolutely for sure. i love me some john lithgow but imagine <laughs> <laughs> this movie could have been so much more unhinged which is strange to say considering how unhinged it was but like they should it could have just even been the one step more for sure that's what it needs yeah, and it all culminates with Homeboy just getting overhead pressed into a stalactite. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Is that a stalactite? Have I been saying the wrong shit? It is every a stalactite. Time? I looked it up. I looked it up. I knew it. I, it's a stalactite. I stuck with it because I said it the one time, and I was like, cool, I feel good about myself. And I knew it was... You're right. I was right? Did it. Stalactite is the word. You got it. You had it. That's what I'm saying. I was trying to tell I'm you. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Redemption arc for John. We're so proud. We're so stoked for you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I just, I love this. I don't even remember if they ever refer to him by name. <laughs> I don't know what this guy's name is. I don't think he is. gets a name. In fact, for the first many, many times we see him, he has a ski mask on, which is funny to me because he's, he's the on. only not white person in that crew. 
<laughs> so you're saying it would have been he would have been picked out of a, a lineup of these criminals. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm saying like why? Is what what, what, what are you hiding from? Like you're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was seeing seeing this guy just like appear and and single handedly bring this movie to like huge amounts of fun and silliness and action. It's so awesome. And then it's just even more disappointing that he wasn't the focus of the entire narrative. Oh yeah. Also just the fact that the bad guys have nothing to do with climbing is kind of frustrating the whole time. In what way? Well, what did, did you want to, did you want to climb off? Like, yeah, I wanted to, yes, it's a 1993 action movie called cliffhanger starring Sylvester Stallone. You think I wasn't going to expect a climb off? That's very fair. Actually. Right. I'll give you that one. I'm a little disappointed. That would have been pretty sick. Which that is. One thing that I think is yeah, pretty sh- funny. There should have been a, a case at the top of a of a cliff and they have to race to get to the top to get to the money. Oh, you get like the money and someone Stallone cares about and put them together. Oh, good. yeah. Good. And it's like, it's like a trolley problem, Spider-Man It's, it's like that. Situation. But if the bus full of children was a thing Stallone didn't want. <laughs> I love that they destroy the money in drastically different ways every That's time. That's a good time. Because they, they, he throws it into an avalanche. And then he burns it, and then he he, like his uh, up upward press stalagmite stalactite move. He he upward presses the case into a helicopter blade, which that scene is hilarious to me, because the bad guy just sort of like lets his leverage go, and he's just like, ah, oh, I really hope that Sylvester <laughs> just throws the money in. Like, what's the what's the bad yeah. guy like? There's there's zero. You'd motivation think when there. they made such a big deal. They made such a big deal about it being like in the plane heist scene where the guy comes before the money. You'd think after making such a big deal about that, then they wouldn't just actively do the thing that they were like, you'd probably do that to me. <laughs> Real bad. Um, there's also a scene. Yeah. I was trying to think there's, of what there's I had a, to say. a couple different um, C4 explosions. One yes, that they are. like, I think they, they're trying to like collapse the cave, the crack that they're in. And then another one mm-hmm. where there's a, a tripwire on a drawbridge on a you know rickety old sorry it's not sorry, a drawbridge Lincoln, not a dra- <laughs> what, what kind of bridge is it lincoln you tell us a temple of doom bridge. A, a temple bridge. of doom bridge a temple of doom temple bridge of doom. correct <laughs> wait thank you for using the technical term now i really want to see a, a mashup of temple of doom and dune i really want to see that now. i'd watch that i'm going to think about that for the rest I'd of watch the night that temple of sure. doom anyways so it's going to go like dune Doom Messiah, Children of Dune, mm. Temple of Dune, God Emperor of Dune, Dune 2, The Trench, <laughs> another sequel to Dune, The Fate of the Furious, colon, Dune. <laughs> yeah, and then Dune X, Back in the Habit. <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. Two Dune, two Desert. <laughs> uh. Anyways, you know... Man, there's so many other things. Like, there's a whole scene where Sylvester gets stuck under the ice and Hal rescues him. And then suddenly they're buddies oh, yeah. again. Oh, that happens later. Yeah. I want to I want to talk about Jess, the character, because I really think she was done dirty by this movie. Because it's it's seems like it's established early on that she's, like, competent and that she knows what's happening. And that she can like climb and she's like part of the rescue team and everything. And then she spends literally the entire 
rest of the runtime of the movie, like waiting to be saved by Gabe. Very true. And I, I can't help but think like, doesn't she like know what to do? Like, doesn't she have the same training that Gabe has? Like, why is her first response just to like stay where she is and scream until Gabe comes to rescue her? <laughs> uh, my only suggestion might be 1993. I, I don't I know. That's really that seems the only like all I have for it. Yeah, that's a very very good point. Um, that's the era of like Sarah Connor and Ripley and like lots of really lots of like strong female protagonists. I mean, that and is it was true. Just like, nope, not this time. This one doesn't count though. <laughs> Yeah, so uh they put a bomb or something like in a, a snowman. Did we talk about that? No, they put the they put the tracker on the snowman oh, and then they put it on a little rabbit. Oh, that's fun. Those are both fun. Wait, they put a tracker on the rabbit? And the little rabbit doesn't die. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he puts it's he puts the second tracker on the snowman and the third tracker on the rabbit. I'll tell you what, I really huh. I lost I lost the plot somewhere in this I've movie. seen this movie at least 3 <laughs> times and I have not picked up on that. Yeah, cuz then he tries to shoot the rabbit, but then the rabbit is okay. And I was I was really gonna be mad if the rabbit died. Lincoln, is there any chance that you watched this movie and then accidentally clicked on some sort of Looney Tunes thing for like ten seconds and then <laughs> went back to this movie? No. Oh, maybe because it does say "Good job catching that rabbit," and then the next note is "Love the frozen abandoned mine shaft." This is this is a pretty <laughs> so maybe that is what happened. Movie. I guess. The more that I think about it, the more sense it it makes that this would be the plot of a Looney Tunes movie. Actually, yeah, yeah, even down to like the plane crash. This is a Looney Tunes film. This is a Okay, I'm trying to remember. There's a helicopter crash and then and then do they go to the abandoned mining town or or the abandoned mine? You know what I'm talking about? Like the kind of like like the crevice with like the the mine and that's where the ice is. What? <laughs> maybe it's not a mine. Maybe it's maybe it's just they, you know what they I'm talking camp about? Though? In a cave, the scene where he jumps a, under the, a, underneath the ice. In a crevice that they climb up. And then right before that gets blown up, they yeah, repel and then, then swing over into another. But then then who does he kill in the when he's underneath the ice and he shoots upwards? Oh, who, who, oh who I have no idea. It, he doesn't that he doesn't kill no. the main bad guy then, does no, he? No, no, no. That's no. on top of a helicopter. <laughs> Like a Mission Impossible, and then they would. they climb back up. Is that what they do? They climb back up to get the main bad no, guy. No, because that's no, because they have the radio. And then, oh, homeboy yeah. does a real fr- uh, Hans Gruber and radios that he has his 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 girlfriend. Oh, okay. Do you guys think that there's people who listen to this podcast and go, "It can't be hard to remember a movie, right? <laughs> like one movie. What happens in a single a movie? movie that you?" literally watched less than an hour yeah like i finished i did i finished this movie right before we started to our our dear dear listeners we're we're treating this like a bit but it's not like we're we're trying it's really to give not you my brain is smooth at this point of watching the movie yourself <laughs> without having to actually endure watching the movie yourself no you just have you have to endure talking through it with none right, of the exactly. action or the yeah. blood or even the yeah, like explosion none of the good stuff all the stuff you didn't like because this movie <laughs> yeah, that's packs so much into it, and it's so convoluted. But, like, okay, here's my it, problem. It here's is. my biggest problem with this movie, is it it packs a lot in, but all of the a lot that it packs is just run over and <laughs> do this thing. Run over and go oh, over yeah. here, and now run over here, and now run that way. Like, there's nothing important. Yeah. It's, yeah, it just smoothed my brain over to the point there we got to the end, and it was like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I'm just living my life. I don't know, man. 
helicopter crashed. Yeah, I glanced. I got nothing. Definitely glanced up from my computer screen and went, oh, it's over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, weird. I do. I will say I do appreciate a movie that ends 15 seconds after the most it intense part so of it. so fast. There was no resolution. And it's great because, so so let me let me set the scene here. Um, so this, the bad guy gets killed when his helicopter sort of just falls off the cliff and explodes. Uh, it's very Mission Impossible-esque. Um, and that's yeah. when the FBI agents show up. And they're on the radio and they basically say, oh, great, thanks for killing the dude. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll come pick you up. We'll find you guys some like transportation, and then the the huh. the the three rescuers are just sort of like, okay, we'll just sit here, like, <laughs> hey, what about our friends, and like, what about Dubros, and like, yeah, exactly. Just just like, what about reckoning with yeah. the fact that we just did a murder? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what about what about like the the very bad weather that they keep like alluding to, but we don't ever actually really see? Yeah, and it just just sort of ends. There there are some shots of this movie where like someone's stepping out of a helicopter that you're like, this is July. This is like the heat of summer. Oh yeah, this, this looks gorgeous outside. This is like long sleeve shirt. I mean, yeah, that's kind like of a lot of times the mountains in the winter. <laughs> it's like really nice. Oh yeah, yeah, it totally. Is? <laughs> Because you're up, like, with the elevation, the sun, like, there's less atmosphere between you and the sun, so the sun's more intense. And with all the snow around, like, reflecting it, it gets really, really warm. So it's like, there can be snow on the ground, and even though the air temperature's not that right. high, there's, like, a yeah, lot exactly. of heat hitting you. Yeah. Oh, and okay. especially, so like, when you're, like, It's because you're closer to, to God. Like, climbing and stuff. So you're saying, you're saying this is not because production took longer than one season, and, and they had to film some of this oh, in, in warmer climates that. than others both of those things couldn't occur. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's true. Is it possible that it's also because they're higher elevation and that means they are closer to God. And so then they're a little warmer just from his embrace. Was that, well, they would be, but they are so dirty that their lack of cleanliness takes them back down to regular. That makes sense. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for explaining that. Yeah. Anyways, I didn't like this one. This is a bad (laughs) one. (laughs) This, the this movie, a, yeah, the podcast it's is a great. Movie the movie like, is bad. It's one of those that's like more frustrating than it is like terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because there's a couple like, of moments that I was like, "Oh, this could have been a movie," but they chose to not make it that. <laughs> they chose to not make it a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically yeah. I like John how you compared it to a video game earlier. How it's just like this endless sea of like side quests, and it doesn't ever. You get to the end and you're like, "Did that actually like add up?" to anything yeah yeah it's like that i don't know that's something but was it like i feel like that that's a long movie it's it's like 113 minutes it's almost two hours it's too many Way minutes too many minutes yeah for for what it actually it, was it could have been like 80 it minutes. should have been a tight 90 at the most <laughs> i think they when they <laughs> yeah. were brainstorming what like stunts and action scenes they wanted to do they were like brainstormed a list and then just said, eh, well, well, let's, we can't decide what to cut, so we'll just do all of them. And we're also not going to change the order of the stunts. <laughs> we're just going to, yeah. as is, just go with exactly what we wrote down. No, we're not going to change for anything because uh, we already wrote this down and this pencil doesn't have very much eraser <laughs> on it. It's just like a little sliver. So like, I'm not going to erase this whole page. Yeah, they're like, how do we get a again. base jump in the first, in the first three? Okay. Um. Okay. Shoot. Um, uh, wait. And we wrote it right after. We we would think that maybe base jump 
could be more connected to like plane crash, but um, yeah, or like helicopter crash or something cool that means anything. But no, that's okay. You know, like we got we got vehicles in the air and we got people with parachutes. Those two, those two groups of people are never <laughs> those can <meet>. never <laughs> interact. That's why it's face jumping, Lincoln, and not skydiving. Come on. <laughs> Obviously, ah, so sorry. <laughs> So let's talk about the homework, because I am so excited to hear your responses. Um, there is an element of this movie that is based on a true story, and your job was to attempt to guess which element of this movie was. Uh, whoever would like to go first, take it away. Can I go first? I know Lincoln's is better than mine, so I would love to go first, just for comedic purposes. Uh, <laughs> just go ahead. Um, I'm self-aware of you. <laughs> I guess. Thanks. Mine is... I. I, I, I my everything in my bones wanted to say like the majority of the plot but the way you phrased this makes me think it's definitely not that so what i'm gonna say is sylvester stallone did put on a pair of boots one time (laughs) and then they were like john long was like well fuck me that's an idea for a movie there's a premise if i ever (laughs) saw one that there's a premise what what i think is the true story is that one time in the mountains of colorado um two people got in a fight in a cave and one kept saying ron answer motherfucker <laughs> and they punched the shit out of each other until one of them <laughs> upward pressed the other and s- impaled him upon a stalactite <laughs> suplexed and him into i think a the man <laughs> <laughs> the man who did the upward press was another none other than john long <laughs> and once once he impaled that man um he said ooh I think I think I got a premise right. You know, here. it's funny because I I agree with that Lincoln because he never told anybody about it, but he com- he he confessed to his sins with this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's like artistic license, like it's it's not technically a confession. It's it's just between him and him. Yeah, and God. you know how like some people believe that Stanley Kubrick like said that he faked the moon landing by way of The Shining. It's like that. Yeah, yeah. In this movie, so so. It's not true. Stanley Kubrick didn't actually admit that he faked the moon landing in The Shining, but John Long did admit that he impaled a man on a stalactite right. <laughs> in this movie. Kind of a weird Venn diagram, though, because Stanley Kubrick did also fake stabbing a man with a stalactite. <laughs> yeah, he actually directed this one. Did you know that? <laughs> that explains the long silences where people just look into the camera. <laughs> That explains the beautiful, beautiful composition and symmetry. That explains why it made no fucking sense. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sure everyone listening, and and we are too, on pins and needles, uh, Preston, what is actually the true story? The criminal plane crash in a national park is the true portion of that story. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of awesome. That's amazing. so great. So... Was it like... So like what really happened? a bunch of money? Like so in... Yosemite National Park. I don't remember exactly what time period this is, but there was a uh, a drug plane from Colombia that went down. Preston, 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 are you telling me this and the movie Cocaine Bear are based on the same story? <laughs> uh, they are. Is that is that what you're telling the, me, the Preston? Co- cocaine Bear is not connected. You can absolutely think that if that makes you happy. Oh. Are you sure? <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. So the plane goes down in Yosemite and some people discovered it. And then it was like a giant bonanza of people like going up and like pulling all of this weed out of this plane and then selling it. And it's like a storied Our event. Cocaine. And then a whole like bunch Yosemite, of people got shot. Like yeah. climbing 
history, and John Long made a movie about based it. Based on a true story. Let's see what Screen has to say. Wow, there's... Wait, is that the title of the article? Uh, no, it's it's not. I wish it was. That's, that's what he's searching. <laughs> guys, I got a little fun little internet update for you guys. Um, Screen Rant yeah. has so many uh, ads that I want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. Okay, hold on. Okay, now I know about the cocaine bear story. True story. <laughs> Cliffhanger. <laughs> I'm going to put in some really catchy music right here as we... Oh, no, no. I, I think like we just want to hear... I think we need to hear John's, like, mumbling to himself as he's confirming my story. <laughs> okay. All right, no, I believed your story. It is not... It's not... All right, so it's not the same story, which... I feel like it's almost better because that means it's happened two times, which is a lot it's of times for that to happen. Times. Yeah, we live we live in the universe where twice has a uh, drug plane crashed in a forest and caused mayhem and resulted in the production of a major motion picture. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Anyways, that is the true portion of the story. Preston, I'm so glad you knew that, and I'm so glad you brought that to us. That's I'm amazing. I'm so happy right now. That is so, so amazing. If you want yeah. to learn more, that highly recommend it. Valley Uprising. <laughs> One of the best climbing movies. Is it? Bye. Uh, talks about that incident. Highly recommended. Oh, okay. So, uh, should we uh, get ready to sum up this uh, this experience for our, our listeners? Oh yeah, we're doing our new yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're doing our our punishment. What is the equivalent punishment of watch having to watch this movie? This is the equivalent punishment. This is the equivalent punishment to playing a platformer on the PlayStation Two. <laughs> with having no idea what any of the controls are and the controls change every time you die. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to say that this is the cinematic punishment equivalent to getting invited to a pizza party, going to that pizza party and finding out it's just Totino's. <laughs> <laughs> this is the cinematic punishment equivalent to when you lost your way in a book and you try to thumb through it and you like way overshoot it and then you thumb through it the other way and you way undershoot it and then you have to like keep going back and forth to try to center on what page you were at. This is the cinematic equivalent of having to listen to a story from a person that you really don't care about and really don't want to talk to and they just cannot figure out how to tell the story. <laughs> Ooh, oh a little riff a corrected. little riff on that one this is the cinematic equivalent of listening to someone explain their dream to you <laughs> yes. that's a good one this is a cinematic equivalent of watching sylvester stallone do a single push-up and then congratulate himself for 45 straight and kiss his sweet that. biceps the whole time because he doesn't understand <laughs> This is the cinematic equivalent <laughs> to going through a bunch of photos that you took after a vacation and slowly realizing that every single one of them is out of focus. <laughs> this is the cinematic equivalent of printing out like a large essay or paper and then dropping all of the pages and trying to figure out how to put it back <laughs> together in order. We're really landing wow, on this, this like good. idea of like disorientation and frustration has been like the main <laughs> feelings associated so with I guess this if movie. you want to be disoriented and confused, you should watch Cliffhanger. And you haven't been by this watch podcast somehow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your uh your homework for the movie, your your movie, let me start I was that say, over. Do we get to know the movie again, first or is this a Yeah. Okay. No, I, I I I crashed that car. I'm going to just Unlock him a new one and try again. 
I'll fix it in post. <laughs> Please don't. Um, the, uh, <laughs> your movie for next week is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I'm going to let you all make sure that that's a real movie that you believe in. There's a bunch of Ks in there that you wouldn't expect. Oh, no. <laughs> Not three, just Killer. two. Don't worry. 19 oh great <laughs> loving this era um okay your homework for that movie when you watch the movie during your watch of the movie i want you to eat one or all of these three things your list is are you guys do you have your notes ready so i have to i have to eat these while you're things? watching the movie okay okay one two somewhere between one and three of these things four okay one and four of these things sorry um cotton candy popcorn a hot dog or a soda i have to eat a soda so so we have to eat eat one of these four things okay all right i'm gonna i'm gonna amend you have to eat one of the three things and drink a soda of your choice okay so it's either cotton candy popcorn hot dog with yes or all three if you want to go a little (laughs) bit apeshit crazy i have a suspicion that like terrible things are going to happen with with each of these foods in enjoy the movie, the movie. <laughs> well on that note i think it's time to end uh this has been twinkie talk uh a <laughs> podcast of cinematic punishment uh brought to you by the evening brothers i have been brother preston i have been brother lincoln and i am brother john use it my dude oh i forgot i forgot to do my special okay, phrase i got you i covered it <laughs> perfect awesome.